Welcome to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast with Kristen R. Harris, where God shares all the good game because he wants you to win. This is the podcast for winners. Hey, winners, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for coming down to the winner circle for another episode of God Put Me Up One Game. Today, I have a special treat for you. This is for all of my aspiring authors. You already know, guys, I love to write. You know that I have published six books. You know that I have the midwife anointing and I help other people to push out their books. I truly believe, because God has confirmed this thing, that we are living under a scribal anointing right now. The ground is ripe and fertile for you to push out those books. And so at the beginning of this quarantine back in March, God urged me to share a live video via Facebook where I was sharing some more tips and tricks to help you to get jump started, to help you to finally finish that book. If you remember back in November, we did write the book already, and that was part one. Today, I am going to share the audio from that live Facebook video that I did. This will be Write the Book Part Two. Well, I don't know if that's what I'm going to call it, but that's what it is. It's Write the Book Part Two. The ground is fertile, guys. It's time to get out there and do what God has told you to do. Remember you said you wanted to write that book? Now is the time to do it. So this is going to help you guys grab your pen, grab your paper, because I share a lot of gems, a lot of notes that will really help to push you over to the finish line, okay? So happy scribing, and I pray that you get something out of it. And listen all the way to the end, because I did pray for those of you who are in the book writing process. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. And remember, God's putting you up on this good game so that you can write your book and put somebody else on some good game. All right. Holla back, y'all. It's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and I'm out. Enjoy. Okay, so we are going to hop right into it. For those of you who do not know me, I am Kristen R. Harris, and I am the creator of The Scribe Tribe. And we'll get into what that is in a moment. But I am an author of six books. I actually just completed my seventh book on coronation. <laughs> um, I, I was working on it since last year. It's actually a prayer journal. And I am going to, um, it's coming out soon. And it, it has taken me a really long time to finish this prayer journal for whatever reason. And it was really a, an easy book. But I know that right now there is a scribal anointing over the land. And this is why I, I feel like God was pressuring me and pushing me to do this live so that I can help those of you who have the desire to write a book. So as I said, I'm an author of six books. Uh, I tried to find some of my books. This is my last book that I wrote, God Put Me Up On game i also have a podcast of the same name god put me up on game so for all of my podcast listeners please go check out god put me up on game i promise you it will be a blessing to you and i'm not just saying that because it's my podcast i'm saying it because it's the truth so anyway um i've authored six books myself um just finished my seventh prayer journal and um not only that i do believe that because god has given me a midwife anointing i have the the anointing to help other people to push and to birth out what's on the inside of them I was able to launch the Scribe Tribe. And the Scribe Tribe is just basically where I share with groups of people who want to write books and I help them to push out their books. So not only have I authored my own six books, but I have helped hundreds of other people to author their books. And I tried to go through my house and find some of the books because we like, we're like a library over here. I have so many books. So um, just to shout out a few, I was able to find four off the top. Um, this is Caprice. Caprice O'Brien, you want to get her book, 31. This is the Prayers, Prayers Up, Wait Down, a 30-day quest to the best version of you. I worked with Caprice on her book. She was able to birth it. This is actually a compilation book that my best friend did. It's called It's Just High School. Great book for your high schoolers. You want to go find this. All of these books you can find on Amazon. This is a perfect time to read as well. For those of you who may not be writers, you want to read. So um, this is actually my, my best friend's book. I helped her to put this compilation together. Rashida Alford, Beautiful Scars. This came out about a year ago. This book has done phenomenal and opened up so many doors for her. This is probably the the book that I'm 
I'm not gonna say most proud of, but I'm really proud of it because this is uh, a group of second through fourth graders. So they're my youngest people that I have worked with and they were able to write and publish their book. So you have no excuse. All right, so that's just a few. Oh, and no, this is the one I'm most proud of. This is actually my baby's book. My baby wrote this book when she was 10. This is Think is a Powerful Word and it's still out here changing lives. I saw someone today, uh, Tiffany, she had her daughter, I'm sorry, her, her uh, niece reading this book and she said she really enjoyed it. So just an idea of what I do. Um, I, I do host private workshops and um, I do one-on-one -on -one consultations. We'll talk about all of, we'll talk about that a little later. I've also been on the Tom Joyner Fantastic Voyage, speaking to hundreds of people at a time to help them birth their book. So I'm just sharing all of that with you to let you know that I definitely have credibility out here in these book streets. Okay, <laughs> this is not something that I'm trying to tell you that I heard about. This is something that I actually know how to do. And as I said, I do believe that everyone has a story. Everyone is able to write and um everyone is, is able to get it out you know what well, everyone may not be able to write let me take that back but everyone has a story and as as long as you're willing to sit down and pen it you can get it out and like i said i've worked with young people i've also worked with an incarcerated author i'm really proud of him too he's actually working on book number two and so i like to tell my clients you have no excuse there's a young man that i've been working with he is locked up he put out his first book in december of 2018 his second book the sequel to that novel is done and he's ready to put that out into the world again so you have no excuse all right so i wanted to do <laughs> receipts in these book streets that's right ranisha so i wanted to come on here as i said i felt the, the urging from god because there is a scribal anointing over the land right now and um, with everything that's going on, I don't think that that's the only reason, but I do believe that in this season, God is raising up people who he has given a story, who have sat on that story for a really long time. And I truly believe that if you are watching this live, that you have a story, you know that something has been stirred on the inside of you, but for whatever reason, you have not moved on that. Maybe you've been fearful. Maybe you just don't have time. Um, maybe you just don't know where to begin. And so I hope to, in the next several minutes to really help you to push and to get started because, you know, people are like, I want to write and publish a book. The publishing part is the easiest part of this. The hard part is the actual writing of the book. And even that is not hard once you get started, just like with anything, the, the part to jumpstart and to really get in there and, and get moving, that's going to be the hardest part. So I pray that that you're able to take some things away from here and, um, and, and apply them. And I do believe that God in this season is raising up some thought-provoking leaders who are not afraid to share their stories, okay? And I know that it may be daunting. I know that, you know, you may be like, oh my God, I gotta bear my soul to the world, especially for those of you who are, who are telling very personal stories and have memoirs to share. It may be difficult, but I do believe in this season, God is raising up thought-provoking leaders who are not afraid to share their story. And if you saw the flyer earlier that I shared, one of the scriptures I always share with my, um, with my students and my clients is Revelation 1 and 19. It says, write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things that which will take place after this. So God has allowed you to go through some things. God has, thank you, Jeremy. God has allowed you to go through some things. God will allow you to see some things in the future, or maybe you've already seen those things. And it's now is the time to put that pen to the paper and make this manifest. So just a few things about what we're going to talk about today. Um, one quick thing. If you have not subscribed to my mailing uh, address on my website, I'm sorry, to my mailing list on my website. My website is kristenrharris.com. If somebody can put that in the comments, kristenrharris.com. I'm sharing that because I do have a free resource that has already been recorded um, before. It's called The 7 Things That You Can Do Now to Start Your Book. I'm not going to go through those things because I don't believe in repeating unnecessary information that is already out there. So I'm telling you that so that when we're done here, you can actually go and sign up for that, get that free video. And it's really some, some, some great tips in there of things you can literally do right now, today, tonight. And before some of you will have a book done <laughs> almost 
if you do those seven things. So I'm not going to talk about those things because I want to give you some fresh information. So if you um, have not, go to KristenRHarris.com and sign up. So today we're going to talk about two specific things. We're going to talk about the pre-writing because I feel like so many people, again, just don't know where to begin. And that pre-writing stage is really critical. And I'm going to give you guys some, some tips and some things that you can implement now or do right now so that you can get started okay and then the other thing that we'll talk about specifically is for those of you who are interested in writing nonfiction or personal memoirs again i've worked with people who have written novels who have written um uh, devotionals and that type of thing. But I'm going to share my personal outline. I call it the non-outline formula. I'm going to share that with you because again, sometimes it's just really hard to figure out how do I get everything that's in my head onto paper. And so I'll try to help you with that. And then we'll talk about some next steps. All right. So again, if you have not shared this video, please go ahead and share it because I do believe that there are some people that you know, it's not just you. Every one of us knows someone who has said, I'm going to write a book one day. Or look at all these things that have happened in my life. I could write a book about it. Now is the time. The scribal anointing is hovering over the land. Jump in while the water is stirred. Okay. All right. So let's get into this. I want to start first with why should I write a book? Well, look at there, Tabitha. You're in the right place at the right time. <laughs> why should I write a book? Okay, um, I want to ask you guys a question. And if you guys can please, this is going to be interactive. Please type in and answer my questions. Don't just have me on here talking to myself, talking like literally I'm looking at myself. Don't have me in here just talking to myself. If you guys can answer these questions, I want to know what types of books are you guys interested in writing? I don't need to know what the book is about, but I really want to know um, like what it, what type of genre is it? Is it, as I said, a personal memoir, nonfiction? Is it a how-to book? Is it an informational book based on uh, information that you have garnered over the course of your career please type that in so that i um, know my audience and i know who i'm talking to as i said when we get into the non-outline formula that's really going to be specifically to those um personal memoirs and that type of thing but i still want to make sure i'm touching on points that everyone can benefit from so if you can type in the comments and be patient with me because it's going to be a lag. I, I see it delayed from when you type it in. So go ahead and type that in. Let me know what type of books you guys are interested in writing. Okay, so I got a self-help book, How To. Perfect, perfect. Brittany, I've done plenty of those. So I can definitely help you with that. Personal memoir with a twist. Okay, I like a twist, girl. I like a good twist. <laughs> Anyone else want to share with me? personal story. Okay. So a children's book, an inspirational, perfect, perfect. Okay. Love it. So everything that you guys are saying right on point, a recipe book. Yes, Tasha, you got to put that recipe book out self-help. All right. So we got some, some different things going on and I'm excited about every single one of these books that you guys are going to put out. I know that you're going to make it happen. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. And I, I really truly believe in what is ahead of us. Okay. So faith-based nonfiction. Okay. Love it. I'm the girl for that, Canessa. All right, so let's talk about the pre-writing. Let's talk about all of the things that go into that. And let me pull up my notes, guys. Give me one second. All right, so there are a couple of different techniques that, that we can employ when it comes to the pre-writing phase. And this is basically, for one, is determining what you're going to write. From the looks of it, most of you already have in your mind the type of books that you want to work on. So that's not a problem. But now it, like I said, comes to how do I organize this content? How do I get started? So there's a few different techniques that um, I've shared with my clients over the years. One is cubing and that's basically... And, these are going to be things that you probably have learned in school at some point, but you never thought you would ever use them in life. So cubing where um, we take these cubes of different ideas and we from the, those cubes, we build small, smaller cubes with uh, details and things like that. We got cubing. We got free writing. I'm a free writer. That doesn't work for a lot of people, but Free writing is basically what I call a brain dump where you sit down and you just take your everything that's in your brain and you write it onto paper. 
so many people struggle with that. So um, unless you can flow in that vein, don't put that type of pressure on yourself, okay? We got listing where we literally just list out things. We got mapping. You remember those webs that you used to draw, those uh, word webs in, in your English class? And we got researching. If you're doing, like I said, something that's a little more technical, um, more informational driven, you may have to do some research. So what I've done with my non-outline formula is I've taken it and merged all those things together. So I hope that you have a pen and a paper because I'm about to give you some good, good game. Those of you who watch the podcast know that's what I say on the podcast. I'm about to give you some good, good game with this non-outline formula. And... Um, I usually sell this formula, but I'm going to give it to you free. God said give it to them free today, okay? So, two questions you want to start off with. The very first question is, who is my story for? That's the basis of everything. Those of you who are in business, you understand that you can't sell me something if you don't know who you're selling it to. You can't write this book if you don't know who your audience is. Who is this book for? Who do you expect to walk away with something when they're done reading it, okay? So that's the number one question. Number two is, what is the one thing that I want my readers to take away from my story? Now, if you write a great book, your readers can take away hundreds of things. But I want to know what is the one thing that you want your readers to take away. Some of my clients that I have worked with, those books I've shown you, um, one, one in particular, the one thing she wanted her readers to take away was that you can overcome the adversity of everything that you have dealt with in the past. You need to be able to articulate the one thing that you want your readers to take away in a, one sentence. One. That's it. It needs to be succinct. So what is the one thing that you want them to take away? With my prayer journal that I just finished like a couple of days ago, the one thing that I wanted them to take away is I wanted women to be able to have a conversation with God with ease. That's it. Point blank, period. That's the one thing I wanted them to take away. So you have to be able to convey what you want them to take away. If you can't even convey that one sentence, you might not be ready to write a book. Okay. So now that you have established those two things and you've answered those questions, now it's time to get into the outline itself. Those of you who are writing personal stories and memoirs and nonfiction and that type of thing, let me show you how this works, how the non-outline formula works, okay? The first thing you want to do is list seven to ten events or occurrences that you want to touch on. Don't worry about when it happened or what type of order it's going to be in. That is none of our concern. Keep this in mind when you're working on your, on your, on your pre-writing work. Do not try to think too hard about this. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people get caught up because you're worried about editing stuff that comes during that phase. You're worried about cohesion and structure and all of those things. That does not matter right now. And that's why you keep getting stuck because you're worried about high level stuff and you're still at the bottom of the totem pole. Just start getting out the basic information. It's time just to build the foundation, okay? So you want to list out seven to 10 things that, or seven to 10 events or occurrences that have happened that you want to touch on. If you have more than 10, great, but you need at least seven to 10. Will you talk about all seven to 10? I don't know, but I need you to write down seven to 10 happenings that you are going to discuss, that you plan to discuss in this book. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming in. Make sure you share this video. Somebody you know wants to write a book. Okay, so now after you have written out those seven occurrences, and I'm not telling you to write about what happened. I just need to know that... Um, I know that Coretta is on here and she shared that she wants to talk about grief and loss. And so Coretta, I hope it's okay if I share a piece of your story, but I know that I'm not really sure which grief and loss you want to talk about, but I know that she lost her mom and she also lost her baby. She had a stillborn. So maybe one of the events that she writes about is losing her mom, right? And so she just writes that. She doesn't go into all the details that happened when she lost her mother. We're not at that. We're not there yet. We're just listing things that we want to talk about. Seven to 10 occurrences, okay? 
So now that you've listed those seven to 10 occurrences, now is the time to go back and list at least three pertinent details, three pertinent details as it pertains to each one of those moments in your life. Okay. Don't worry if you have more than three, because the more, the better. Thank you, Coretta, because you see, I just went right into sharing your business before you even responded, but thank you for that. Um, so I got an example that's actually on um, the, the non-outline that I share. And so I say the example is, the event is, I lost my baby sister after a short fight with a rare childhood cancer. So that's the event that happened. So what I want to do is to provide three details that support that event. Just three different things that, that you know, support that. So what I said was, I was so devastated that I had to put my life on pause. Again, I'm not about to elaborate on that, but I remember, and this is not my story, just just an example. I remember when I lost my sister, I had to pause everything around me. I even had to pause my own family, okay? So that's one thing that I remember. Number two, her death left a gaping hole in our family unit. So now I'm not just talking about how it affected me. I'm talking about how it affected everyone around me. And number three, we use the pain of her passing to create peace for other families through our nonprofit. So now I'm talking about what happened as a result of that. How did I use that? How did I turn that pain into power? So that's an example of taking one occurrence and giving us three things that happened that you want to elaborate on. Okay. So that's step two. So our first step was to list out those seven to 10 occurrences. And now our next step is to share three things that we want to talk about later. Okay. So that's where we are. Step two with that. See, this is the nine outline formula. You see how easy this is. You see how easy this is. You've been over here wrecking your brain, trying to figure out how to get this started. I'm giving you the easy peasy version of this. Okay. So that's that. With that, guess what? Voila, your outline is complete. And I know you like Kristen. You ain't even said nothing. I haven't even done anything. No, you've done a lot because you have moved all of those thoughts and those ideas from your head to the paper. Hey, LaWanda, from your head to the paper. Yes, you absolutely may able, you can do this, uh, Quan. Okay, so now it's time to write. Now it's time to write. So what you do now that you have that non-outline, that's our non-outline. We're not calling it an outline because when we call it an outline, then we start thinking about being back in elementary school and our language arts teacher telling us to do like those Roman numerals and those twos and A's and B's and C's. And then our head starts to explode and we're like, I can't do this. So it's not an outline. It's the non-outline formula. So now that you have your seven to 10 occurrences, you have the three things that you're going to talk about. Now it's time to write. So this is where I tell people to randomly choose. Look at that list of seven to 10 things. Randomly choose what you want to pull off of that list. And I just want you to write. I just want you to sit down. And when I say write, I don't, I'm not encouraging you to sit down and actually pin this to paper unless you got that kind of time to pin the paper and then type it up. No, I want you to sit down at your computer and type. Just do a brain dump. Now is the time to free write because now we've put some structure to that free write. Now you know the three things that you actually want to talk about when you're speaking of this particular occurrence. Sit down and just dump everything that comes out when you think about all of the things that you have to work on as it pertains to this particular, um, as, as it pertains to, to this particular occurrence or event, right? I always tell people to start with the most painful. Those of you who are writing personal memoirs, many times personal memoirs are points of pain. They may not be painful to you anymore, but usually when you have to sit down and relive it, you bring back the memories. You bring back everything that you felt in that moment. Start with the most painful one first. And I'm saying that because if you don't start at the most painful one first, there is a high possibility that you won't ever write it. You won't ever get this story done because actually the reason you're writing this story is because it was painful. Hey, Tempest, the reason you're writing it is because it was painful. So start with the most painful points and start there. Look at your list. And as I use Coretta as an example, she 
her she lost her mom she lost her baby those are very painful things she may have things in her story about she's a nurse practitioner she may have things in her story that are great and joyful and she wants to touch on those don't start there start with the points of pain first because when it hurts to write now i want you guys to write down this mantra this is a mantra that i share and you may even see this on that video that you guys go download but this is a mantra that i've shared with my empower moments writers we used to run a blog called Empower Moments. Now we got two books, Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman and Empower Moments for the Everyday Mom. But I shared this with my writers because this is a, um, a something that's going to help you get through those most painful things. I got to start reading the comments. They keep throwing me off. <laughs> I don't know how to multitask. But when it hurts to write, W-R-I-T-E, you've got it right. R-I-G-H-T. And the reason I say that is because those points that really hurt you, that feel, it's, it's going to hurt. Like reliving these things is going to hurt. But those are the points that are going to resonate. Those are the points that are going to help your readers to heal. When you go back and read the answer to your question, what is the one thing that you want your readers to take away? When you read that and 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 you read that answer those points that really hurt you those are the ones that are going to resonate those are the ones that are going to answer that question for you okay so start with the most painful points first the next thing we want to talk about any questions about the nine outline formula before i move on really simple i promise you my baby my my 10 year old where's her book i just showed you guys oh here it is she she's about to be 13 this year but she wrote this book when she was 10 because she had a nine outline formula and we didn't know what it was called then i was just kind of doing something but i realized that that's what we were doing and i took that method and i packaged it and i know that it works because i got receipts out here in these book streets okay <laughs> so any questions about that okay Oh, I just skipped over a whole thing on my notes. <laughs> we'll go back to that at the end. All right. Any questions about that? So the next thing we want to talk about is the creative. Um, that's absolutely right, Shelly. If the baby can do it, you can too. No questions asked. I told you I got second graders. I don't know if you were on here, but this book right here. Second graders wrote this book. Second graders. Okay. No excuses. So now that we are in the writing phase and I want you to commit um, to writing at least 30 minutes a day. Many of us are off. Many times we have, uh, many of us have time right now that we did not have in the beginning. Okay, next, I'll get to that in a second. We, did, we don't have, we have time now that we did not have before this uh, coronation started. And some of us feel like we probably got more things to do because I'm one of those people. <laughs> but I do, again, believe that there's a scribal anointing over the land right now. And this is the time that you can jump in. Like the water is stirred. The atmosphere is right. God is speaking. So those of you who are writing personal stories, it's time. Next, to answer your question, you want to know the seven, repeat the three points. Okay, so you want to just do three pertinent details that tie into each one of your events. So I use the example. One of my events was I lost my baby sister after a short fight with rare childhood cancer. I wrote down three points to go back and elaborate on. One was I was so devastated. I had to put my life on pause. Two, her death left a gaping hole in our family unit. Three, we used the pain of her passing to create peace for other families through our nonprofit. So you want to take each one of those events and break them down to three pertinent details. Hope that answers your question. Um, all right. So back to the whole, you want to spend at least 30 minutes a day writing. This is really important. Really, really important. Um, people tell me all the time they want to write a book. And then my question after that is, well, are you writing? And the answer is no. Well, how you got to write a book? <laughs> so... Those of you who have extra time, and I don't care if you don't have extra time, because I've, I've been sharing this since before people had extra time, before people were quarantined and forced to spend time with the people that they live with. But you have to spend at least 30 minutes a day. And when I say spend 30 minutes a day, um, excuse me, you want to make sure you are scheduling that time. 
I am very adamant about scheduling time and being intentional because this book is not going to write itself. So I don't care what type of book you're trying to write. Tasha, you're trying to make your, uh, your recipe book. You have to be intentional. You have to spend 30 minutes a day dedicated to organizing that content, putting those recipes together, making sure that you have what you need inside of this book. So um, if you have to schedule, like literally put it on your calendar, on your phone, on your, you know, in your, uh, in your, um, your scheduler, if you have to say at eight to eight 30, I'm going to work on my book because this is the time I know that my kids are quiet and I can go into my room or go into my office or wherever you're writing and you can dedicate 30 minutes. That's what you need to do. And what I know about this 30 minutes a day is that usually it turns into more than that. And if you are committed to spending at least 30 minutes a day working on your book by the end of 30 days, many of you will be done. <clears throat> many of you will be done. Now, for some of you, it will take longer than 30 days. And that's okay. And we'll talk about deadlines. Well, actually, we're not going to talk about deadlines on here. But <laughs> that's, that's for a different conversation. I'll give you guys some resources to connect with me if you have questions after this. But deadlines are important. You do want to set a date because anything that you just put out there without a date, it's just an idea. And that's, that's not just your book. That's in life. So take that as a life hack. Anything you want to do, if you don't put a date to it, it's just going to be something I want to do one day when I get some time. Uh, and it's just, it's just a figment of your imagination. But when you put a date to it, it becomes real because you give it a deadline. And even if you don't make that deadline, you've done things. You've been active in trying to reach that deadline. So even if you have to push it out, you have made substantial progress from when you first set a deadline. So you want to put a date on this book. Stop saying I'm going to write a book one day. One day is seven days in a week and one day is not one of them. Okay. So you want to make sure you're putting a deadline to this thing. All right. Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Next, I want to talk really quickly about creative writing and appealing to your reader's senses. Um, this is very, very key. I think a lot of times people think about creative writing and appealing to senses as it only pertains to novels. I got a lot of people on here who want to write nonfiction books, who want to write personal memoirs. Very, very important that you learn to appeal to your reader's senses because otherwise you're going to have a boring book and nobody wants to read a boring book. So really quickly, I want to go through this. This is probably some things we've learned again in elementary school. All those things we learned fifth, sixth, seventh grade, we thought we were never going to use. You're going to use them for your book. So make sure you dust off those skills. I'm going to try to uh, bring them back to your memory so you can employ those things in this book. Okay. So creative and descriptive writing, you must appeal to your reader's senses. They have to be able to see it. Whatever it is that they are dealing with, um, I'm sorry to keep picking on Coretta, but again, I know her story. So Coretta, as you're telling your story and, and you're telling the pain that you felt or when you first got the news or, or you were there when your mom passed or however the situation was, we ought to be able to see it. You have to paint such a vision that we can feel like we were standing there in the room. Like we, we sense how still it was. We, we understand the sorrow and the pain that was in the room and you must use words to create that imagery. Okay. You want to be intentional about that. I don't care what you're writing. Natasha, you, you want to write your drink book. You got to be, you got to create some imagery because you want to make me drink this stuff. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know what your plans are for your cookbook, but I hope and this is some, this is some free game for you, girl. I hope that you are going to give us short stories leading into these recipes. Don't just give us a recipe. Give us a short story. Create an experience for us, okay? All right. So you want to um, create words. I mean, you want to use words that create imagery for your reader. Hear it. Your readers ought to be able to hear everything that is going around you, going on around you in the background. So Coretta, we ought to be able to hear. Oh, well, great, Tasha. Yes, yes, yes. 
uh, we ought to be able to hear what's happening in the room. We ought to be able to hear um, the sobs and the cries or even the, the stillness, the quietness. We ought to be able to hear if it's quiet based on the words that you use in your book. You have to create this experience for your readers. This is not just a book. We're creating experiences. When people pick up books, even if it's a how-to or a self-help book, when they pick up, pick up books, they're trying to experience something. You must create this experience for them. The next thing is feel it. <laughs> the best writers, the best books evoke emotions in the reader. They take us on a journey. Yeah, Noana said, make me feel like I'm there. That's right. Make me feel like I was there. I got to feel this thing. So the best books evoke emotions. You got to, and the best ones evoke multiple emotions. Like you can get me sad, Coretta, with your story, but then you can take me to a place of joy and a place of triumph. Like take me all over the place. I'm good with that. Okay. That's what we want to do for our readers. And the last thing is touch it. They ought to be able to, your words should be so real that they can literally feel like they're in the moment and they can touch the people. They can touch the people who are there. They can touch the characters, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. This is how we are going to use our words. And let me say this. We're not going to use 10,000 exclamation points. You guys will not believe how many adults send me over their books because I do editing as well. And they send me over their books and they have 5,000 exclamation points. Okay, that's not even in my notes, but that's free game. We're not creating... We're not creating imagery with exclamation points. We're creating imagery with words, okay? You need one exclamation point. That's it. We are not 10 or 5 or 7. My 7-year-old likes to use 5,000 exclamation points. We're not doing that in adult reading, okay? So use your words to create that imagery. I get metaphoric pictures that are tied to what I'm writing. Yes, yes. That's wonderful, natural. Yes. So these are the things that we want to do, okay? Any questions about that? Now, I want to go back to, I kind of skipped over this in my notes. I guess I was excited to give you guys the, the non-outline formula. But um, thank you, mama. Mama said inspire the people. You got to have a good mama on your team cheering for you. So um, I want to go back to this about why you need to write your book right now. It's a couple of different things. One, you need to share your story. There's a scripture. I think it's Psalm 45 and 1. I think. I didn't write it down. Psalm 45 and one. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You have a story to tell. As a matter of fact, you've already been telling it to people. You have told this story. You've shared it with your close friends. You shared it with your spouse. You shared it. Hey, Dorothy, I miss you. You've shared it with people who are close to you. Your tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. Now it's time to take the things that are coming out of your mouth because your, your story is already being told. It's time to put them to paper. It's time to put them between the pages of a book. So it's time to share your story. For many of you on here, your story has the power to unlock somebody else's healing to unlock their destiny to unlock their deliverance even if again you're not writing a personal memoir Natasha your story has the ability to shift the way someone is feeling that day Psalm 45 and 1 thank you Ranisha you have the power so it's time to share your story and so it's a couple of different reasons that I even tell my clients because sometimes clients come to me and they're like well I don't really want to share my story it's very personal to me I don't want to involve other people. And I'm going to free y'all up on today. Again, this is not even in my notes, but this is that free game. You do not have to be locked up. Your story, let me say it like this. Your story doesn't have to be locked up inside of you because you're afraid of how somebody else is going to feel. And I'm going to be very candid with you. One of the things people tell me this all the time, especially when they're sharing personal memoirs and it's things that other people who are involved, I'm not saying that you got to put all the laundry out on the clothesline and say, Hey, look at my drawers. I'm not saying that, but anything that somebody did to you, they gave, it became your story. They gave you the power because what you do to me becomes my story. So now you've given me, you've empowered me to tell my story. It does not mean you got to list out people's names. And I sense that somebody who is listening to this is probably like, I don't know how I'm going to share this because there are other people who are going to be impacted. What you did 
to me became my story. You now have empowered me to tell my story. Now, I can't just take, I can't be at liberty just to share other people's business. Like, you know, some stuff that doesn't have anything to do with me. That's not, that's not your job. But what it is, your job is your story. And I don't care what it is. And I got people on here and they will tell you, people who are very close to me, my mom is on here and she, her stories are in my book. Because again, if it involved me, you empowered me, you gave me that right to share my story. So I pray that you're freed up to share your story and to be very um, transparent and open so that someone can get their healing because your story is the key to unlock that. Some of you who like, I think, think I saw some how-to books and that type of thing, you all um, putting this book out will establish you as an expert in your field, as an expert in your field. And, um, let me see this book. I, we talked about this earlier. This is Caprice's book prayers up way down. Now Caprice was already an expert in her field, right? She's already a, a fitness trainer, but when you write a book, baby, your stock goes way to the ceiling. It goes high. <laughs> they're like, oh, this, this person knows what they talk, what they're talking about. You instantly become an expert in your field. So those of you who are, whatever it is you're writing about, Natasha, when you write your book, because I know you're a bartender, when you write that recipe book with these drinks and these cocktails and that type of thing, baby, your stock is going up. You're instantly an expert. You now have credibility that you didn't have before. This acts as your business card. Hey, here go my receipts, boo. I know what I'm talking about. I put it in paper. I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. Here it is in this book, okay? The other thing is that it generates residual income. Some of you all may have found this because I, I made a post last week. I got a um, an Amazon email because my all of my books are on Amazon. All the clients I work with, I make sure that they get their books on Amazon so that you can make money in your sleep. I like sleep coins, okay? I like to be sleep and I wake up and there's some type of notification. So I got that email last week and I shared that because I said the world around us is shut down, but my Amazon royalty notification email right on schedule that didn't shut down so somebody somewhere is still reading books because especially right now they have nothing else to do right so they're at home reading books you this can create that residual income for you and i'm not saying that this is the reason that you're writing a book but hey everybody likes money right everybody likes a little extra money in their pocket the other thing is that um it can create professional opportunities i told you guys i keep I threw all my books on the floor, but I told you guys Rashida's book, Beautiful Scars. This girl took this book and she uh, was able to just launch all type of opportunities, speaking opportunities, um, engagements, everything was launched on the back of this book. So it can create professional opportunities for you if that's what you're looking to do, if you're looking to open doors. And I'm going to be honest with you, some of you on here may not even be looking for that, but God is going to launch you. He's going to begin to open doors and send you places and put you before people because once you put your words into this book, now, as I said, you've unlocked someone else's healing. And he is like, it's not just going to be the people who are going to stumble upon this book is going to be the people who I put you in the room with so that you can help them as well. And then they're going to buy your book and go home and do their homework and really work through their process. All right. So, and then the last thing is that it will give you the confidence. I guess that ties in with what, with what I just said, but it will give you the confidence to begin other journeys. So some of you, you hide in the shadows, baby, it's time. It's time. It's time. Yes, Janice, this will be available. Um, I'm going to leave it up there. I, I wanted you guys to share this because I do. Don't keep this to yourself, okay? I'm out here sharing this free game. Don't you be stingy with some game that was gave, given to you for free, okay? Time to bloom. That's right, B. All right. I think that's all I want to talk about today. Do you guys have any questions? The most important thing is that I want... Tasha's time to come out the shadows. The most important thing that I want you to take away from this is that you must write, write, commit to 30 minutes a day. So when we get off of here, I want you to sit down and figure out where can you commit 30 minutes? It may have to be 30 minutes on the front end of your day. So that means you got to wake up even earlier because you're going to spend your time with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to sit down and commit 30 minutes to writing. It may be during your lunch break. You're going to sit down and instead of running your mouth or calling your friends, you're going to commit to spending 30 minutes writing. It may be on the end of your day where before you go to bed, 
you're going to sit down and spend time writing. But I want you to be very intentional about scheduling your 30 minutes a day to write. The other thing is that um, I want you to figure out what type of support you need. What kind of support you need? And I'm going to share. Oh, wait, before I go into that, if you guys were late and you did not hear, you want to go to my website, Kristen R. Harris. There is a free resource there with uh, seven tips that you can do now to start your book. I didn't share any of those tips on this video because it would just seem redundant to me when I've already put that information out. So you can go and sign up for that free video. It's a free video on there. Again, I'm dropping all this free game because I know there's a scribal anointing and it's time to push those books out, okay? So go to my website, Kristen R. Harris. Can somebody put that website in? Oh, you know what? It's not gonna let you put it in. That's right, I thought about it. KristenRHarris.com. Um, go to my website and there is a free video there with seven things that you can do now to write your book okay um three three ways that i can assist you on this journey <laughs> three ways i can assist you uh i do have a some other resources if you're a person who can hold yourself accountable and you don't need any other help yeah i like that amber thanks <laughs> you don't need any other help um, you can go to my web, you can go not to my website, but there is a link. It's krhenterprises.dpdcart.com. Or you can actually go to my website as well and click the, um, work with me tab. Yes, that'll be easier. Go to Kristen R. Harris, click the work with me tab. It will take you to my page. There is a plethora of resources there. Specifically, there's a timeline. There's a timeline that's called write my book in 120 days. I believe that some of you can push yours out in less than that, but four months is nothing, okay? So there is a, a resource there that will help you to stay on track. It literally tells you what to do for every single day while you're working on your book. So that may be for you if you can hold yourself accountable. If you cannot hold yourself accountable and you need step by step by step by step, I also have um, the Scribe Tribe. You can go on to my website again, KristenRHarris.com and click on the Scribe Tribe. There is video, uh, a video course. It's all virtual that will walk you through everything from paper to publishing. So when you get done with this, you can move on to that. I didn't share anything about publishing today because it doesn't matter because you guys haven't written a book yet. <laughs> So until you write a book, we don't even need to talk about that. But if you want to sign up for that, that's on the website. I'm actually going to give away one of those this evening in one second. So those of you who stayed to the end, you got a treat coming. You might just win. Hmm, but I don't know. I got to figure out how that's going to work. <laughs> so then the last thing is, um, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't take a lot of coaching clients because it is very time consuming. Right now, I'm working with three different authors, uh, working on three different projects. So my max is five at a time. So I do have two slots available. If you need monthly accountability, if you need me to tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why you need to do it, then you can sign up for that as well. And um, you can just shoot me an email at info at KristenRHarris.com and we can walk through that. I truly believe that this is the time. This is the time to write your books. And if you jump in right now, actually, I want you guys to go back and listen to um, the podcast. Last week, we did an episode called the An Act of God. And we talked about how in this season, um, everything that you put your hands to is going to be completed because God is giving you rest from other things in life. And uh, I don't have the scripture reference in front of me right now. I think it was in Chronicles, but you want to go back and listen to that. The episode is an act of God and it's on the God put me up on game podcast. So I believe that if you really press in right now in this season, you will start, but you won't just start. You will finish your book. Does anyone have any questions? comments or concerns it was some comments i did not get a chance to see so if you had a question please retype it for me if i didn't answer it i hope you guys learned something i hope i share some stuff that you can put to use let me know if i did or if i didn't if i need to go back to the drawing board <laughs>
Let's see. Oh, oh, great. Nectra, you listen. Yes, yes. That was really good. I Look, I was blown away by that episode myself. Like, oh, okay, I know this guy because I didn't say this. Does the timeline provide deadlines? It does. It tells you when everything needs to be done. God ordained this time for rest and strategy. He absolutely did. Thank you, Amber, for tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. So there's two more things I want to do before we go. If you guys have any questions, feel free to pop them in. Two more things I want to do before we go. And now I'm all <clears throat> choked up over here and dry. But um, I want to, one, I want to pray with you guys. And two, I'm going to give away a free admission, a free seat into the virtual scribe tribe. Like I said, that will take you everything from paper to publishing. So, hey. You can get everything done. You won't even need me. Well, you'll have me virtually. And, um, oh, great, Brittany. So I'm, I'm going to pray with you guys. And then we're going to figure out how we're going to, as I'm praying, God going to give me strategy on how I'm going to give away this course. Because I didn't even think about that. I knew I wanted to give it away. But um, we'll get to that in a second. So I am going to pray. Gracious God, Lord, we just thank you and praise you, God. We thank you for this opportunity to convene, God. We thank you for a technology, God, that we can be in one place and be all in these other places at the same time, God. God, I thank you for every single person on this live video, God, the people that will watch the replay. God, I thank you for the stories that you have put down in them, the books that you have put down in them. God, I thank you that they are about to birth in this season. God, I thank you that in this moment, God, you are anointing their hands to write their stories, oh God. God, you're giving them the words. You're giving them the creativity. You're giving them innovation, oh God. God, to reach people that they have yet to meet, oh God. God, I thank you even for the readers, oh God. God, I pray for them, God, that you prepare them, God, for what is coming down the pipeline in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for every single book that is going to be birthed, oh God. God, I thank you that they will not just start, oh God, but that they will finish in this season, oh God. God, I pray pray that you begin to activate dreams, God. You begin to activate visions, oh God, so that they can carry out the work that you have given them. God, I thank you for the assignment on every single person's life who is watching this video, God. God, I thank you for the book, God. I thank you for the book title, God. I thank you that you're giving them everything down to subtitles and, and headings, oh God. God, I thank you, God, that as you begin to stir up the scribal anointing that you have placed on them, oh God, they will have the courage to speak, oh God. Their pen, their tongue is the pen of a skillful writer, oh God. God, the things that they have seen, they will write, oh God. God, I come up against fear in the name of Jesus. I come up against self-doubt in the name of Jesus, and I come up against discouragement in the name of Jesus. God, stir up their power, oh God. Remind them of what you have given them and that they can do all things through you who strengthens them, oh God. God, I thank you, God, that you are giving them strategy on how to set aside time to write these books, oh God. God, show them where they have space in their day, oh God, so that they can accomplish the things that you have set before them. We come up against distractions in the name of Jesus. Even those things that we like to do, those things that we love to do. God, I pray that you would help us to prioritize in this season, oh God, that we are not just sitting idly by, oh God, but that we are busy working on the things that you have placed before us in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for every single book, God, every nonfiction, personal memoir, God, for the recipe books, for the how-to books, for the self-help, for the children's books. God, every single book that's going to be birthed as a result of the anointing that is resting on your sons and your daughters in this season. God, we just thank you and we praise you, God, because it is done and it is so. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of God Put Me Up On Game. Make sure you follow us on social media at God Put Me Up On Game and at Kristen R. Harris. We'll see you next week.